American made. There's a reason why that term has always carried a lot of weight with customers. It's it, it means something when it's made in America, really made in America. All of the pieces, all of the parts and assembled here in America, made by people in this country for a fair wage. That's what you get when you when you buy any clothing from American Giant. Every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink is made and assembled here by Americans. But you're not just buying the clothing. You're investing in the process that will help save our country. I like American Giant because they are challenging uh, other companies (laughs) like Levi's. Make 10% here in America and you would revive the American factory again. Whether they do it or not, I don't know, but American Giant is doing all of their work here in America, trying to bring that American Giant that is in all of us back to the table. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. There's a couple of things going on. Uh, Some states are already tracking uh, voter fraud. Texas is one of them. Also, the Missouri Secretary of State uh, received a note from the Department of Justice over the weekend uh, announcing that there will be four Department of Justice staff with teams that are going to be uh, just popping in to the Missouri election sites uh, just to make sure uh, that, uh, you know, the Civil Rights Division has its eye on uh, Missouri elections. But no big deal. Just tell us who we need to meet with and tell everybody at the uh, polling sites that, you know, we're going to be in there just checking things. Oh, well, that'll be that'll be helpful and handy. Also, the National Guard cybersecurity units have been activated in 14 states. Now they're Democrat states, and uh, they say they are just, they're really working hard to make sure that nobody does anything, you know, any kind of cyber hacks or anything. Well, that's great. Why is it only the Democratic states that are asking for that? Ken Paxton. He'll join us on the election and the reason why your attorney general should be one of the most important votes you cast tomorrow. We join him in 60 seconds. 
So I love telling you how much American financing uh, can help you save money. I love it when I hear from people who listen to the show, who had their lives changed just by using American financing. So let me tell you about one of our listeners named Kelly. Um, They just accessed uh, Kelly's home equity and paid off all of her credit card debt. But not only did American financing save her with that, they're also ending up saving her $675 a month. Now that helps you get out of debt. That helps you pay for the gas and the extra in groceries, doesn't it? She's saving uh, much more money month after month after month. Think of where you would be if you could save almost 700 bucks a month. For Kelly, she says it's a life changer. Please take 10 minutes out of your day and call American Financing. They're waiting to help you. They'll do a free financial review. See what your options are. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Ken Paxton, the Texas Attorney General, who I think is 12 points ahead in uh, his race, something like that. Yeah, in the latest poll. Ken, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing good, but I wanted to tell you, the Justice Department is coming to Texas, too. My guess is they're coming to many Republican states to monitor elections. Um, Mm. I'm going to be shocked if they're in Democratic states, but we just got a letter from the Department of Justice saying that they will be in our state in several counties. Now, this is the from from Missouri. um, It's the disability rights section of the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice. So I'm, I don't I, I just got notified by my office, like literally two minutes before I got on the radio with you. Wow. That they were still looking. I think it's Harris County, Waller County and, and a few other counties. I don't all I, I don't know who in the Department of Justice is coming. I just thought how interesting they're coming to Texas. And yeah. now I just heard from you, Missouri as well. Yeah, um, I think it's really interesting uh, that, you know, no big deal. It's just Election Day. Uh, you know, guys in the blue jackets with DOJ, that's not going to that's not suppressing you, the vote. Can you imagine if Trump had done that? Can you imagine the oh, outcry if he had sent Department of Justice uh, out to monitor elections from I can't even imagine what the media would be saying. My guess is they're going to be pretty silent on this. Yeah, and the National Guard in 14 different states, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Louisiana, New Mexico, New York, Washington, West Virginia, Iowa, Arizona, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Did, did you guys yeah. hear from the National Guard about their cybersecurity unit? Guess what? We didn't hear a, a peep about that. And huh. Until you said it, I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It is very interesting, and it's interesting that it popped up like today for right. us. It didn't, you know, they didn't call us and say, "Hey, we, we're concerned about your election suddenly, and we want to monitor them." Uh, it's a pretty unusual move for the, the federal government to come into a state. We do our own elections. Uh, every state does their own elections. It's very unusual for the federal government to. Well, I I can understand it. You're you're cutting in and out. I can understand it if. You know, it's in the 1960s. Or if you want to do it, uh, good. Let's do it in Pennsylvania as well. Are they going to be in Pennsylvania? I I kind of doubt I know. it. No, my guess is they're doing Republican states only. 
So what, A, can the state turn the federal government down on that? I mean, the state runs the elections. Can you say, no, you can uh, come in after, you can come in, but you're not coming into polling places. It. Yeah, but I think because of the Civil Rights Act, I think there are provisions that allow the Attorney General of the United States to do things like this. We're actually, my office is meeting like in, a, in the next hour to figure out what, what we can do in response to the Department of Justice doing this. It is so corrupt. It's so corrupt. I mean, if if they're doing this and announcing, I mean, Ken, if they had a problem, they would have called you, uh, you know, back a while and they would have said, hey, we want to come in. We know it's going to be a crazy day, but we just want to come in. And how can we make this happen? That's what a partner this does. Is, yeah, this is intimidation by the federal government in Republican states. And I would love for the media to cover it that way. They won't. Uh, but I'm afraid it's going to have to be you and a, and, a, and a few others who actually call this out for what it is, which is intimidating Republican voters. That is crazy. Just crazy. Um, OK, so, I mean, they're taking a, you know, to be an anti-racist, you have to be a racist. So this is like if you would have sent in all the local sheriffs and all of the local police back in the 1960s in black districts, you know, just to just to no, no, we're just there to watch the election. Uh huh. Sure you are. Um, so yeah. so so tell me, we are finding um, we're finding corruption already, aren't we in Harris County? Isn't that the county of uh, Houston? Yeah, that's Harris County. There's always been trouble in Harris County. One of the challenges we now have, because our Court of Criminal Appeals in Texas suddenly uh, struck down the only statute that gave us protection, which was me prosecuting voter fraud, now it's up to local district attorneys, who many of them are funded by George Soros in some of the bigger counties. So our Republican Court of Appeals, 8-1, struck down 71 years of statutes to stop me from being the only backup to these Soros-funded DAs. And their argument was, I'm in the executive branch, and I'm not allowed to go to court because I'm, I, that's a judicial function. You're the attorney right? general. No, I'm not allowed to go to court, Glenn. That's a, it's a violation of the Constitution for the attorney general. And if they're right, by the way, no attorney general should ever have been going to court for the last 250 years in any state or the U.S. But they, that was their rationale. And I'm afraid that the Court of Criminal Appeals in Texas has been potentially taken over by uh, forces that we are— would be surprised could be involved in Republican primaries. Holy cow. This is happening up in Michigan uh, where, what was it? They just overturned um, the uh, courts just said that you don't have to have, uh, you know, um, an even spread of Republicans and Democrats watching um, uh, the, uh, the elections. I mean, it, we're, we're completely out of control, completely out of control. Well, and they know if they think about this, no one knows who's on the court of criminal appeals. In Texas, we have two separate court systems. We have the civil side that the Texas Supreme Court is the final say on. And what people don't know is on the, on the criminal side, it's the court of criminal appeals. And nobody, most Republicans, most lawyers don't know who's on the court of criminal appeals. And even though they're all Republicans, I'm very concerned that guys like George Soros have funded so-called Republicans to be on that court and just suddenly out of the blue strike down a statute that was the only thing giving us protection 
And it's an insane argument that I can't go to court because I'm in the executive branch. It makes no sense. And but that's that was their rationale. So so you had the you had a lot of people that had been arrested for, um, uh, you know, for voter fraud. Correct. Yes, we had over like I think it was 900 cases, 300 something investigations, 500 and something. Remember, there's some voter fraud. And if you say there is, you're crazy. But we had over 900 cases. And supposedly the Court of Criminal Appeals said, nope, they're all free because you're not allowed to go to court. It has to be the local DAs. And guess what? That'll never happen in Austin or San Antonio. And so you can pretty much cheat in the biggest counties now in Texas with no consequences. So we have to change our Court of Criminal Appeals. And we're going to have to have the legislature pass that statute back to court and prosecute these people. That is crazy. Um, so, Ken, real quick uh, before you go, what tell tell Americans why uh, the um, the attorney general in our states is so important? Yeah, so we're the largest Republican state. We have the, we have the greatest number of resources. We have almost 800 lawyers, 4,200 employees. We are the force that takes on the federal government more than any other state. The other states, some of the Republican states do a great job. They just don't have the same resources. They, they don't have the same you know, number of lawyers, the same talent pool that we can operate in. And so it's really important. If you want to continue to have in this country uh, states' rights and have the federal government limited to what they're supposed to do under the Constitution, we have to win these attorney general races, particularly in Texas, or we are going to lose that fight. And yet, as a matter of fact, if this woman gets elected, my opponent, she will be fighting our state. She will be helping Joe Biden, and she will be fighting our legislature and our government. It would be a disaster. Right. I know that um, that's something that uh, Carrie Lake talked to me about. She said, I, we've got to have a Republican AG or that AG will be suing me and the rest of the state to, you know, she wants to declare that there is an invasion of her state from uh, the border. And she said that she thinks she can win it, but she's got to have the attorney general. Why haven't we made that case here? You know, I just don't think, you know, the media doesn't cover it that way. They realize how important this is. And so does the other side. They, if, that's why the, the person I'm running against, she will be the most radical attorney general in the country. And she, they will send people in to help her. She will be the greatest thorn in the side of Republicans in Texas trying to thwart everything that we try to do with elections, with the border. She's for open border. She thinks that our election integrity laws are white supremacist laws. She's really out there, and this, she will be the most non-attorney general if she's elected. She will create lots of trouble for Republicans and for this state. So, but why, going back to the border, why haven't we made the case on invasion? Is that... Uh, do you that think there's governor's decision? There's a governor's I, look. I think there's an invasion. The challenge is once you declare an invasion, you've got what's the next step, and you've got to figure out what that next step is. And I'm not sure what it is. I think the the, the more effective route is to challenge this uh, decision that was made in U.S. v. Arizona ten years ago, where they said that states right. couldn't pass their own laws. We need to challenge that in Texas and Arizona. And make them tell us again that, that our people have to suffer like they are, that the federal government can ignore law, and then we're just stuck taking all the consequences. That cannot be the right decision. Ken, thank you very much. That's the um, attorney general of the great uh, state of Texas who uh, could always use your help and your vote. Uh, what's the web address if people want to find out more about you, Ken? 
Oh, you've, you've, we shouldn't hang up on people before I have a chance to say. I, I think I mean, he, he hung up. He's probably got some stuff to do today. You think so? Yeah, he's got some stuff going on. Maybe an election, you know. Maybe the DOJ. Maybe the DOJ. How crazy is that? It's almost what you'd expect at this point, though, right? And that's sad. That's what's crazy. It's, you know, it's uh, while they're saying that, you know, they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat. And, uh, you know, the the Republicans are going to uh, have a police state and they're going to do fascistic stuff that they always self-diagnose. They always self-diagnose. Mm-hmm. Um, remain. uh cool tomorrow go into your uh, polling place go early uh if they decide to bungle things up and uh slow the process down um, it, it could happen please go early plan on a line uh and vote you've got to vote they're going to do everything they can to keep republicans because republicans generally are the ones that vote uh, on election day, and they're going to do everything they can, I think, to slow that down. Please go and vote and put up with the nonsense and be cool and vote. Let's end the madness. Listen, if anyone ever tells you you're, that sleep is overrated, it's time to move on. I mean, really? It's not overrated. It, you don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Sleep is the best. All the experts, <clears throat> all the experts say that you spend about a third of your life sleeping. And I think that's true. But half of that is just done during the teenage years. Uh, and then you become, for some reason, I don't know, God's like, hey, when you get older and you're always tired for reason, I'm not going to let you sleep. I'm not going to let you sleep. But when you're not tired... When you, when you are tired for no reason and you're a teenager, I'm going to make it so you sleep about 18 hours a day. Ah, we've got things to talk about when I cross to the other side. Anyway, Giza Dream Sheets are back at their lowest price ever. That means it's as low as $29.99 with the promo code BECK. Just like everything else MyPillow makes, the sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders are, that are placed between now and Christmas are going to have a money-back guarantee extended until March 1st, 2023. So listen, why sleep on anything other than the absolute best, especially when the best is on sale for an incredible price, $29.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets, along with other limited-time offers. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117, promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. absolute madness just madness um let's see the lawsuit demanding that more than 10 percent of election inspectors be republicans thrown out now listen to this story Whitmer appointed judge dismissed a Republican lawsuit that claimed election officials in Flint Michigan hired too few Republican election inspectors 
Consequently, nearly 90% of election, uh, election inspectors entrusted with administering and overseeing the election will be partisan actors belonging to a single political party, the Democrats. Um, the lawsuit claimed that Flint's interim city clerk and uh, the city attorney and city assessor failed to ensure a fair number of election inspectors. Michigan election law specifies that the Board of Election Commissioners shall appoint at least one election inspector from each major political party and shall appoint an equal number as nearly as possible. Got it? Okay. The Detroit Free Press has reported that um, the city's attorneys uh, indicate that there's 120 of the 680 election workers, roughly 17%, that are Republicans. The lawsuit claimed that notwithstanding the Michigan's GOP provision of 122 Republican applications sent to the former city clerk, only uh, there were they only wound up being 49 Republican election inspectors, and that's out of 442 Democrat election inspectors. So you know. Uh, you know, we, we did our, we did our best. I mean, sure. It's, it's nine to one, but that is, you know, it is as close to even as we could get it nine to one. <laughs> you sound stunned. I know. I'm just, I just, I, I, I look, I, I don't want it stacked on our side. I saw a report uh, from Texas that we um, that we had arrested a guy uh, for voter fraud and he was a Republican. And my first thought was good. I want all of them arrested. I want all of them to go to jail. I, and I just I, I it's just evil. You know, we have a good system and I'm willing to duke it out. I'm willing to fight at the polls and, you know, make the best argument. But there's one side that just doesn't. I shouldn't say that the two sides lie to us all the time. But there is really now one side that is completely over the edge in lies and deceit and everything else and cheating. And I can't take it. Where are the good, decent people? Where are they? Is there anybody that is on the on the Democratic side that is offended by all of this stuff? Stop it. Just stop it. Save our country. The Glenn Beck Program. Anne wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I used to have to just carry on with shoulder pain. That was so severe. I had it for five years. I had to sleep sitting up in a chair with pillows stuffed behind me. I'm starting to believe this is just how the rest of my life was going to be. Then I heard you talk about relief factor. Within a few weeks of starting it, guess who started sleeping in bed again? That's fantastic, and Thank you so much for writing in. Would you please try relief factor? If you're in pain, just try it. It was developed for you, 1995. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. 
Those are good odds. So try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. 800, the number four, Relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Election night coverage, blazetv.com slash midterms. Use the promo code REDWAVE. Get 30 bucks off. If you remember, right towards the beginning of um, COVID, there was a hairdresser in uh, Dallas that had to close her shop and she was harassed by the police, but it all really came down to uh, the county judge. Uh, and his name was Clay Jenkins. And uh, Clay seems to be on a little bit of a power trip, or that's how it struck me. Um, and somebody is taking him on in this election. Now, in Texas, the county judge is not a judge. It's you're not a judge. You're just like the CEO of the county. Uh, but I think he likes to pretend that he's a judge. The person running uh, uh, against is Lauren Davis. She's running for his uh, job and uh, and doing quite well, doing quite well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. You this bet. is definitely a dream come true. <laughs> really? Being on the show? It gotta, really is. You got to reach higher than that. <laughs> no, really this is. is it. This is it. <laughs> Back from the Fox <clears throat> days with the whiteboard. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So um, why are you running against him? Well, two reasons to sum it up. One was I'm a small business owner with my husband. We own barbershops called The Gents Place. We opened oh. our first one when we were 25 wow. in Frisco, Texas. Now we have them across the country. And That's and crazy. It, I just drove by one the other day. Yeah, and I thought, they, I should get my hair cut there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a great place, yeah. I must say. Um, and so in Frisco, Texas, of all places, we had the police show up to um, our shop and say, close your doors um, in 10 minutes or we're taking your business license. So we did. We complied. And I just never felt that level of helplessness in my life. I've been through a lot of things. I'm 38 years old. I've lived a lot of life, but I've never felt helpless. So that was step one. And then two, you fast forward two years, this exact time last year, and Clay Jenkins defied Governor Abbott's GA38 saying no more mask mandates in public school. Right. My three kids are in public school in Dallas ISD. And so in that time period, I woke up. I listened to your program. I bought my first constitution. I bought the Federalist Papers. <laughs> I started, I downloaded Hillsdale classes. I mean, I just said, I must understand what happened to us. Um, I also took your advice and said, do your own research. So mm. I started making the kids watch World War II documentaries. Mm. They saw it for themselves. And we sat down as a family or a family of five and said, if this was World War II, who would we be? Who, who, is, for you. who is the Davis family? Right. And we said, if a Jewish family knocked on our door, we would not self-preserve. We would open the door at all costs. Right. And I did not know what I was preparing us for. I just knew, as you say, I was going to have to take a stand. And if we weren't prepared, we'd miss the opportunity. And, and so when the school year started, two out of three of my kids, so my daughter, Caroline, she was 11 at the time, and my son, Pierce, was 13, so they were eighth grade and fifth grade, showed up to their public school with no mask 
and there are only two out of 604 kids to wow. show up. So that turned into a 12-week battle where the school didn't try to accommodate us. They tried to crush us. They literally made us a political enemy. Um, they coned Caroline off in PE class, literally behind an arbitrary line of cones, and she had to watch all of her mass classmates play in front of her. They put cones around her? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Now, it gets worse. Oh, my gosh. It gets so much worse. So then the second week, they removed them from class. They isolated them in the library. They eventually built a plexiglass cage around them. And I don't use that lightly. Floor-to-ceiling plexiglass in a small corner of the library hired a substitute teacher to stand guard out there and tell them to be quiet and sit down. They couldn't even go to the cafeteria where all the other kids were unmasked. Oh, my gosh. In Dallas, Texas. We, wow. And that's just the brief. We'd be here all day if I told you every detail. But they treated us like we were genuinely a political enemy. So I saw what you talk about. Yeah. I saw the underbelly beast. We lost <clears throat> all of our friends. My most best friend, like someone you volunteer a vacation with, yeah, yeah. went through life with her. She turned on me and became <clears throat> my biggest enemy. You're kidding. No, no. These are teachers that loved us. We weren't new to the school. We'd been in that school since my son had been in first grade. These are people who knew my heart, knew we have a nonprofit where we support veterans. And I do a monthly pop-up barbershop at Austin Street Center, a homeless shelter, some of the work we do. They know me. They know I'm a great person. And they still turned on me. No one would even sit next to us in the bleachers at a soccer game. You're kidding. No. Oh, my gosh. So I said in that process and advocating for the kids, um, we eventually had to pull them out. There was teachers conspiring to get my son sent to alternative school. Um, it was complete insanity. We could not keep them safe. So I had to homeschool them for the back half of last year. And um, I had a friend, my my friend Ann Stone, she runs a local activist group called Deplorables. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. She's a bunch of grandma and grandpas mm-hmm. just getting together mm-hmm. like, where is the world going? Right. <laughs> And um, I went and spoke there and it made me feel not alone because it's very isolating when you find yourself being the only one taking a stand. And I know you know that. And um, she came to me one day and she goes, I don't know why I'm telling you this or asking you this, but have you ever thought about running for county judge? And I said, no, (laughs) that sounds crazy. I'm not a politician. I'm just a mom of three, small business owner, no political aspirations, no experience. I didn't even start voting until 2016 and 2020. Wow. I've never even voted in a midterm. Wow. This is my first midterm to vote in. The first sign in my yard was my face, which was was crazy. Why why so late? You just... Uh, She told me that it was a conviction in my heart. And then in the primary, you'll find this really funny. The person who stood up to say, I'll run against Clay Jenkins was the Dallas ISD school board trustee that was over my kid's school. Oh my gosh. God literally, I'm an extremely faithful person. Yeah. God literally put the only person on the planet that I was I would know was a fake and a phony. <laughs> and so I tell people, when God convicts your heart and you look to the right and you look to the left and you're the only one standing, it's you. Yeah. He picked you. Yeah. And so I genuinely feel picked and my husband and I, we talked and he pushed back on me and I said, you're not supporting me. What kind of <laughs> husband are you? <laughs> Probably and a good husband. A great husband. Yeah, We've been yeah. together since we were 16. Oh, wow. Good and, for you. Yes. And, um, and he goes, I haven't heard you say yes. And I said, certainly I've said, yes, I want to do this. And he goes, nope. And I was like, mm. oh man, that's like a shot to the gut. Yeah. You know, when truth hits you, it hits you. And I said, well, yes, yes, I want to do this. And I st- 
where to you? We felt the Holy Spirit head to toe. And he said, then let's go, let's do it. Mm. Let's crush the machine. And we mobilized a 69% victory over the establishment person in eight weeks. I filed on the last day in the primary. Wow. Unheard of. Wow. No one knew my name December 12th. So how is it going now? Because Clay's quite well known. Yes. uh, And he is big time establishment and you know had had big plans from from here yeah he's been in there 12 years um which is outrageous and you know i think this is truly where the grassroots becomes mainstream Mm -hmm. people are sick and tired i'm tired i need me to win as much as everyone else needs me to win my kids (laughs) need me to win right you know there's there's no other choice and people say, you know, in politics, I keep hearing this such a loser mindset. If anyone started their entrepreneurial journey in the political mindset, we wouldn't have any businesses. No, we wouldn't. They're like, uh, what's my ROI on my, you know, investment in your campaign? I don't think you can win. I had people tell me, oh, this is a, a uphill battle. And I said, it's a hill worth climbing. Yeah. People said, oh, it's going to be a miracle. I said, thank you. That's how I know. Yeah. This is it. It's because it is going to be a miracle. If I got into this because someone said it was going to be easy or a guaranteed win, there would have been a line out the door to take this guy on. No, this is going to be a miracle, but we all know it's it, the that, time of miracles. Yeah, I've heard you say is. that over and over. It is. We're going to see we're going to see Moses style miracles in our lifetime. Yes. In our lifetime, we will see them. And I believe that's what's happening in Dallas County. I mean, we have activated moms mama bears. I say I'm a happy warrior. That's a trademark thing I put in my campaign because people kept saying, oh, you're angry. I was like, I'm not, I can get angry, but I, I am not angry. I don't attach my I am statement to things that don't serve Christ. And I said, I am a happy warrior. Moms are coming off from the PTA. They're coming off the couch. They're coming out of the door. They are rallying huge in dallas county yeah that is great i i don't know if how long you've listened to me but a long time ago back probably 2008 or 9 i said the most powerful thing anyone can say in politics Mm -hmm. and i said it because somebody called me up and said uh i i'm just a mom and as a mom i think and i said stop the most powerful thing you can say is, as a mom, mm-hmm. you know, stop dismissing that because when moms stand up, nobody messes with moms. And the, I think that's why this whole thing is turning around. They overstepped the boundary mm-hmm. and they walked into mom's world and they started messing with our kids. Mm-hmm. The minute you mess with our kids, moms don't sit down. They don't. No, and that's exactly what describes my conviction because another part of it is the politicization of the medical community. All of these mandates. Yeah. My son that's sitting here with us in the studio out there, he has survived three open heart surgeries. Holy cow. He has more to come too. It took 12 hours of open heart surgery at five days old. I saw the inside of his chest beat. They left his chest open for three days. He was oh so swollen God. they couldn't sew him up. 12 hours of bypass. So I equate what's happening to a politician, you know, forcing his way into that operating room and standing over the shoulder of the surgeon 
and saying, oh, do this, do that, do this. Don't can't do that. Do this. Oh, and make sure you inject them. I, I will lay my life in front of that. I will not let it happen. I will not allow these mandates to affect my kids. And the masking's one, you know, the vax is another. It's just, but it's the whole politicization of the medical community is dangerous. It will kill more people than COVID ever could dream of killing. And I, I won't put up with it. God bless you. I wish I lived in the county that I could vote for you. Uh, Lauren Davis, she is running for Dallas County Judge. She's the candidate there. If you would like to know more about her or help, uh, Davis for the number four Dallas, davisfordallas.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I want to talk to you on Wednesday after you win. Um, (laughs) All right. Let me tell you about uh, Goldline. Apparently, central banks have added 399 tons of physical gold. That's about a billion and a half dollars this last quarter. This last quarter. That's a record amount. Hmm. I wonder why they're doing that. More importantly, exchange funds in gold, that's paper gold, shrank, which means that investors got rid of all of their paper gold and started to say, I don't want something that says I have some gold. I want the actual gold. If you haven't made a call to Goldline yet, please do. They have a new uh, product out, and uh, they're including at no cost five silver rounds and five copper rounds with every tube of the new quarter-ounce gold Mayflower commemorative. So it's uh, you buy the gold, you get silver, and you get the copper. You get those two for free. Call Goldline now. Take advantage of the special today. It's 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you're with us today. Let me uh, let me give you a little something here. You know, we've been talking all day. How can you be losing to these guys? <laughs> Try this one on for size. Um, <clears throat> brutal murders. This is the headline. Brutal murders, rotting corpses, broken elevators inside Raphael Warnock's secret low-income apartment building. Mm. Uh <laughs> These are just some of the disturbing tales of the living conditions in apartments owned by Senator Raphael Warnock's church, uh, gathered from interviews with residents and hundreds of pages of Atlanta Police Department, Fire Department, and court records obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. Uh, Atlanta police and firefighters have been called to Columbia Tower uh, to, uh, for fights, burglaries, uh, car thefts. Um, they said that one time somebody, somebody, the, the, uh, police were called because they decided where's bill and bill was missing. And so they called police. We might want to look for bill. And, uh, they, they open up bill's door and he's covered in flies. He'd been dead for a while. Uh, or I like the guy that they hired. He was, um, he served some time for murder, 
but they hired him to be the maintenance guy Mm. and uh (laughs) he killed his girlfriend there at the apartment complex some really good things uh a sex offender that uh um who slept in the hallways uh some really good stuff no good deed goes unpunished right or Raphael warner right you know so just persecuted. trying to give these murderers and sex offenders a place to a place. be able to prowl right and he does that and you criticize him i for mean it. this guy is i mean ugh, how are these corrupt individuals so blatantly corrupt it used to be like you know, the guy's corrupt. Oh, come on now. Come on. I mean, what do you have? I don't know. A pretty good feeling, a gut on this, you know? Mm-hmm. Look, he looks so smarmy. <laughs> this is different. This is a completely different standard that we're at now. Yeah. We're like, I don't know. The fact that he's holding a bloody knife over a body. Oh, you are so hateful. Just feels like a chance for Georgia to right the wrong of an, an out of control bender. It it's does. like you know you 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 were you were going you, you, your your wedding was next week. You went on the bachelor party. You just drank and drank and drank. You took God only knows how many pills, and you somehow voted Raphael Warnock <laughs> in. This is the time to right that wrong. Hey. It's not the walk of shame tomorrow. It's okay. Yeah. We're going to forgive it's okay. you. We're, we're just, married again. Just come get back to there. home. Come back home. <laughs> Your daughter misses you. Come back. <laughs> we, we would love to oh. see you again. All is forgotten. Tomorrow, not forgotten. I mean, yes, it's, it's all forgotten. forgotten. It's all tomorrow. forgotten. <laughs> Go out and vote. Stop the madness tomorrow. The Glenn Beck Program.